and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to a special edition of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. One of the longest currently running geek conventions in Oklahoma is taking place June 24th through the 26th at the Reed Convention Center in Midwest City. Now, joining us to talk about it is Aislin, Aslan Burroughs, sorry, right. Aslan Burroughs, Vice Chair of SoonerCon. Now, welcome, uh, welcome aboard. We're so glad to have you here, Aslan. Thanks for having me, Michael. I understand SoonerCon is celebrating its 25th convention, but it's older than 25 years. Yeah, that's right. Actually, uh, the uh, the convention started in 1986, and you know they had a couple of off years um, during, like I, I think it was like early 90s. I I, I picked up with it in Those the, are the, the dark re- times, right, right, and uh, <laughs> and then rebooted in 2006, yeah. and so we're now we kind of number it based on iterations of SoonerCon. So this will be our 25th. SoonerCon that we're celebrating, the Silver Age is our theme this year. We were talking about the history of it. Go through that again with me, because that was amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, back in 86, you uh, you had a group of local fans and, you know, their regional fan friends, and uh, they knew some authors, they knew some comic folks, you know, and they are just like, we want to make a thing. We want to we want to do a sci-fi convention. And really, um, that group of people got started from an organization called Star OKC, which was founded in the later 70s. And um, they're just hardcore Trek fans and like, let's get a sci-fi <laughs> convention going. And they absolutely did that. And here we are today is a pop culture convention, really. Mm-hmm. And well, at the time, one of the very few that were in Oklahoma. Um, absolutely, yeah. We are, as you said, we're Oklahoma's oldest um, sci-fi, fantasy, pop culture, multimedia convention. Every time, now, whenever I, I really started going around 2010, and I really felt like it was more of a literary convention. That really seems to be where its basis is, is really in, in literature, uh, although it's pop culture, it's everything, but really has that basis in literature, which I think, is, which I think separates it from most other conventions around. That's right. Um, we're... Our, our nappy roots are as a litcon, and um, we bring in annually more than forty authors, editors, publishers because of that reason. Um, somebody had to write it down before it was ever Captain America, right. or <laughs> before it was ever The Hunger Games. You know what I mean? As as a movie, um, when we think about like when we talk about pop culture and multimedia. Mm-hmm. So um, also the readers are the scientists. And it, like I said, we, the, the foundation of the convention is that love of science fiction, mm-hmm. the science piece of it. You know, that's, that's where, you know, we're celebrating Star Trek's 50th anniversary this year, for example. What, the staying power of that is that futurism and that love of science, technology, and, and what the possibilities are. And so um, they, they got the party started with a bunch of hard sci-fi writers and and they're friends, and, and here we are. And really created the future. I was talking to my wife about the fact that the, the, a lot of people say that all these star sci-fi things predicted things of the future. And I said, I always say, they didn't predict the things of the future. They wrote down things, and then scientists went, let's make that happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's, a, there's an inspiration. Sure. In, in I think that pop culture, as well as, obviously, science fiction, um, there's that what what's in, exciting about it to people and to fandom is that sense of futurism and that there's a hopefulness there's also in some cases on the you know on the darker side of it there's that oh that's a that's a warning sign of the dystopian skynet's going to go live <laughs> you know we we don't necessarily want to have that 
<laughs> so that's how Skynet got started. Um, so what's new this year? What have we got going on this year? Oh, man, this year uh, we have the biggest SoonerCon we've had to date. Like I said, it's our anniversary show. We're going to be doing um, panels, performances, demonstrations, workshops, all three days of the convention, basically sun up to sundown. We've got our annual dance event Friday evening, um, the annual costume contest Saturday, of course, and then we're shoving as much as we can in between that. We've got more than 125 panelists guests, um, in addition to our featured guests and guests of honor this year as well. Talk to us about your guests. Who you got um, coming? We are super, super stoked <laughs> to have uh, Mr. David Weber as our literary guest of honor. Um, we also have Oklahoma City native uh, Nene Thomas as our artist guest of honor. Um, and if you're around town and looking at our posters, she uh, drew the Honor Harrington character, uh, pop, uh, popular honor verse uh, of David Weber's um, mm -hmm. universe. So uh, nice cohesion there. We have Selena Rosen returning as our Toastmaster. She's the uh, editor in chief of uh, Yard Dog Press. Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. They did the Bubba. Uh, yes. yes, I love those books. Those are so Houston. We yes. got Bubba's. That's right. Um, we also have uh, Peter Pixie returning as MC this year. So if you are a costumer, anime fan, you probably see him widely around the convention circuit. He's always a joy to work with. Um, we're also um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we've got Tony Weiskopf, who is the publisher of Bane Books. She's our uh, writer's workshop clinician, and unfortunately now our writer's workshop is sold out, but those folks will uh, get some concentrated one-on-one uh, -on -one time with her a um, couple days from the weekend, and we do an annual workshop like that, a specialty workshop, by the way. Um, returning to help us celebrate our uh, anniversary is Mr. Vic Mignogna of Attack on Titan, Full Out oh, Metal yeah. Alchemist fame. We love our voice actors. We also have Miss Rachel Messer, also a, no, a native Oklahoman. Um, she has done more than 100 roles in several video games. Like, she is hardcore, hardcore <laughs> video game girl. Um, you might have seen her at Super BitCon recently. Yeah. Um, we are uh, bringing back in Mr. Larry Nemechek, a.k.a. Oh, yes. Dr. Trek, mm -hmm. um, helping us uh, celebrate that 50th Star Trek anniversary. Um, and finally... We, uh, we also are featuring a special guest, Ron Chaney, who is the great-grandson of Lon Chaney Jr., whom, uh, yeah, yeah, we're really, really uh, fortunate for that. <laughs> right, right. Um, we, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. is a native Oklahoman, and we will be inducting him into SoonerCon's Speculative Fiction Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that before, the Speculative Fiction Hall of Fame. Fame. Tell me about that. Yeah, previous um, inductees are author C.J. Cherry and John Ferguson, a.k.a. Count Gregor, who will uh -huh. also be with us this year celebrating 60 years in broadcasting in Oklahoma. John, I have worked with him both as Count Gregor and out, and he is a fantastic, fantastic human being. It's so long, I've, it, it, I, I grew up with him here in Oklahoma City. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's got a table at the convention, and you've got to check out his um uh, he's doing etchings now. Wow. And they are incredible. John is an amazing guy. Um, he's also, he's a wonderful performer, gentle soul, and just really great to be around. Plus, I mean, 
he's Count Gregor, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's the Count. Yeah, and it's, it was so much fun to, to see him growing up, and then to see him in real in, in real life. And I've worked with him on stage and and uh, behind and, and behind the camera as well while he's has played uh, Count Gregor. It's, it's just you get a little bit shocked by being around him. If yeah, you, if you're grown up with him. Uh, what what else is going on this week? Now, I, wait for I, first off, I understand there's a if you like Dungeons and Dragons, there's an amazing event going on that people need to go to. So yeah, uh, you might even call it epic, <laughs> uh, because uh, we will be Oklahoma's first convention to host D and D Adventure League. Uh, we're going to do a D and D epic event this year. It is a uh, limited participation. Uh, we're limiting up to sixty folks. Um, well, we're taking pre signups for that right now, but. Fifth edition, and it's this. It's going to be like huge battle, multi-table deal. And my understanding is that some of the outcome of the game will actually go into the fifth edition lore. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, we're really stoked about it. How did you guys manage to get this? Um, we actually got hooked up with um, the D and D Adventure League to uh, last year, last year or the year before that. I'm sorry, it all mm-hmm. kind of starts to blend together. Um, and uh, with uh, David Oakrice um, coming out to one of our gaming days at the library. And he ran um, a couple of uh, uh, games at the table and um, told us about the Adventure League. And we were like, oh, you guys totally, you need to come to Con. Yes. And they did, and they had a great time. And they've just, they've really um, jumped in just meeting, because, you know, they want to onboard uh, new people into the system um, for, because. <laughs> Well, let's be honest, right? We're going through a couple of uh, iterations of D&D lately, mm-hmm. and 5th uh, Edition had some some cleanup opportunities for right. people, so they, they really wanted to get out there and teach people about the new, the new game and the new version. And so fast forward to present, they were like, hey, guys, I think this year um, we can do an epic event. You want to mm-hmm. get in with that? And we're like... Absolutely. Um, and David's a, he's a former GM of the year at Gen Con, so they know what they're doing. I know it sounds like I don't, I don't want to be in a combat round <laughs> with 60 other people. What's that going to be like? That's not it. It's table to table. And yeah. like I said, it'll be, it should be a really good time. And a lot of fun. And you know, the, the, the basis between, or the connection between Dungeons and Dragons and literature goes all the way back. Of course, Dungeons and Dragons started out with kind of basing its stuff off Lord of the Rings. But then when you think about Dungeons and Dragons spinning off things like Dragonlance and other books, there's a real correlation between the storytelling you tell in Dungeons and Dragons and the storytelling you tell in in books. Well, that's true. And I mean, it, it, just like you said, it's it's storytelling. And it's that love of storytelling mm-hmm. that I think gives people their their base in fandom. They're like, these are stories that stick with you. And I, you know, I, I I'm... So I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a D&D nerd, too. So I, uh, I can remember just I started out with second edition and, mm-hmm. um, and then three came out. And that was like, what, wait, you're, you're taking away Thacko? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? But, I already learned this one. Um, it's such an innovative way to play a game. Right. Um, that even though those changes happen, you know, it are, version to version, um, the, that baseline of it's just really cool to kind of hang out with your friends and use your imagination together. That yeah. is timeless. It's still role-playing regardless, even even if it's not D&D, if it's some other kind of role-playing game, the idea of just creating a world, even if it's this world, and characters that fit in it and, and finding new adventures for them is just, it's something that's original. And I've had a lot of people who say, a lot of people who say that there are a lot of writers 
get their start from playing role-playing games. Yeah, well, I mean, you, that's that's one of the catches of sci-fi, right? Is is and and fantasy for that matter. Both those genres are world building. Mm-hmm. You, you're captivated as a reader by, gosh, they they made an entire world, let alone an entire universe. And D and D is a really great way um, if you're wanting to kind of flex in your writing to play with that and have an opportunity to really flesh out what it means to do the world building process from the ground up. Yeah, it, it gets you the, and, and what your character would do because uh, every, every person's gonna be different and with the, what they bring into that character. And so not only, not only the, the world building, but the character building as well, making sure that each one is individual and different, which you need in your book. If every one of them has your voice, then it's not gonna work out. They have to be unique and, and different. And that's what D&D teaches you is how do you work in these different groups? Well, and also it teaches you how to work with different types of people. If you right. think about alignments, right? Yes. Do you ever meet a new person and you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure that person's a little chaotic <laughs> that's, neutral. That's chaotic neutral. <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, true neutral or yes, or lawful evil. Or Have, <laughs> have you met a true neutral? I know. Um, I, I did. Yeah, I, Those are the unicorns. Yes. It'd be very boring, I think, to be true neutral. Because then you just, you kind of just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You have, you have no, you don't care whether, yeah, whatever happens, whatever happens. You don't care about whether it's chaotic or not, or creating chaos, or you don't create, care, care law, or you just, just you know, is. animals are neutral. That's why it's like, you know. Right. Yeah. And limited hit points. <laughs> it's trying to create, tell people about, oh, what, 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 you know, like Darth Vader is like, that's like lawful evil. So I don't think about the fact that they're evil. They're lawful evil, which can be scarier then chaotic evil. Right. The devil you know. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, what, so what other events have we got going on this weekend? Uh, well, you know, since we're, we're, we're talking gaming, I mean, we've got tons of gaming. It's, we're going to have an open table space all weekend long. We've got, a, um, I think, something where neighborhood of 60 different game masters coming in wow. throughout the weekend. And our game masters are awesome. They love to teach. So if you're like, hey, I don't, I don't know how to play Settlers of Catan, they're like, I do, and I want to play with you because that would be awesome because friendship is magic and let's make a game. But um, we also have like Microsoft at Penn Square coming out. They're going to do some kids coding classes in the game room. Oh, wow. Um, We've got retro gamers hanging out. Um, And then, of course, our annual outdoor gaming events, including Muggle Quidditch, the Nerf War on Saturday and Sunday, the... P.S. Uh, bring your own Nerf gun, or we've got Nerf guns for charity sale in our auction. Um, we've also got um, Hungry Hungry Humans, our, our live action version of that favorite game, and um, a couple of other outdoor gaming surprises as well. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're doing gaming sun up to sundown. Our game room is open till midnight each day. And on that D&D Epic event, that's going to run from 6 to midnight on Saturday, June 25th of the convention, and membership to the convention is required to participate in all of our gaming events. Yeah, and it just sounds like just a lot of fun no matter what day you show up. Correct, we we try to do a little bit for everyone. Um, in addition to being, like I said, a you know literary convention, we've got the gaming, but we've also got our art show. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of fine art pieces there, anywhere from photography, paintings, lithographs, we have a print shop in our art show. Um, Nene Thomas, like I said, she was going to be doing a whole exhibition of her work um, in the show. Pottery, jewelry, things like that. Um, and that, it, we do the uh, the sale and art show, but we also have a charity auction. Um, 
for which will have another you know number of art pieces in it mm-hmm. other creative like geek craft work and stuff like that some collectible pieces that you know memorabilia and stuff like that um We've got kids programming throughout the weekend. We're going to, you know, on the arts front, um, we've got an art teacher who's coming in to do, uh, we're calling it Juice and Palette, (laughs) and they'll get to uh, do a make-and-take painting of a space scene. Um, And, yeah, we're excited about that. Um, He's he's been doing that for a couple of years now, kind of a different little art project each year, just, you know, kids 12 and under come in and and get their their book cover-making skills on. Let's see what else do we have going what is on. The charity that you do you guys are using for our uh, our charity is uh, NAMI of Oklahoma City Metro. That's the National Alliance for Mental Illness yeah. in the Oklahoma City Metro chapter. That's wonderful. So, I, where, have you guys always been with them, or is that that new? Um, we've had them. Uh, we've had them as a charity for the last couple of years, but we have uh, we've. It's a tradition for the type of convention that we are to do charitable giving yeah. um and in fact i mean you know, you know we're also a nonprofit convention so of course we want to do what we can for promoting community engagement um it's an entirely volunteer organized event for that reason for example um, any reason you chose the national uh, association of mental illness or was it just uh was i mean was there, did you just did they have, have i'm just curious as to why that one was chosen SoonerCon is you know we're we're about Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and there is a real need in Oklahoma right now for mental health services. And um, what NAMI does is provide support resources, and um, they have several programs to promote mental health wellness um, th- nationally, but here locally, especially. I mean, they they've helped people out with prescriptions, mm-hmm. finding counseling services things along those lines and we really have a need for that here and there's you know there are funding needs um for that as well that's wonderful okay i just wanted to so, so all the charity events go to, to, to nami of oklahoma city 100 percent um and you also mentioned so we we're talking about children's art work what else were we, were we talking about there um so yeah in addition to like i said we've got some children's make and take options um we've also got um make and take options for adults um one of our sponsors, Bernina, Oklahoma City, the uh, the fine folks uh, and their sewing machines, because costuming is a huge part of the convention as well. Um, Bernina will be doing some make and take workshops throughout the weekend as well. Yeah, and uh, here tell they've got a pretty uh, pretty sweet uh, sewing project in the charity auction as well. Oh, that's wonderful! So you could actually learn to actually make your own cosplay con costume there well uh they are going to be doing a they, they they're going to kick they're going to start it with the basics so oh, yes. we've got oh, that's what I, mean. yes. uh, I think we've got a make and take dice bag um as well as a, a zippered pouch that we'll be doing so it kind of teaches people the baseline of, of how to get started how to yeah exactly and um, we've got several other costuming guests coming in that'll start that'll speak to more of the how to do found pieces and incorporate or all the way up to Here's how you do alternate history style costuming for yes. Renaissance, steampunk, things like that. That's wonderful because there's so much that goes into cosplay. Sewing is the basics, but then there's also all the things about how to create armor and that doesn't weigh that much. And, and there's there's so many tricks that I wouldn't even be able to know how to do, but it'd be nice to be around those people that do. Yeah, I'm really excited for Jedi uh, OKC um, to come back in. Um, they're going to be talking kind of a more overall how, th- how they do the fabrication stuff, mm-hmm. as well as the 501st um, of 
the Stormtrooper fame. We've seen those guys around town. They're going to do a full two hours on So You Want to Be a Stormtrooper. So oh. kind of giving people the full breadth of the costume experience, not just, as you said, from the technical how to sew it, but also the aesthetic standpoint and like how to actually, you know, walk around when you're a Stormtrooper, for mm-hmm. example. The past years I've gone, there's also been able, you've been able to go view uh, shows, movies, things like that. Is that still going to be going on as well? Absolutely. We wouldn't be uh, SoonerCon without our anime uh, video room, but we've also, um, we're really excited to be doing, um, we're going to be showing the 2009 House of the Wolfman, which uh, features Ron Chaney, uh, one of our guests, is an actor. He'll also be doing a special presentation of the 1941 classic the wolf man as well talking kind of about his grandfather's legacy and um we've got a couple of independent pieces coming in um one of the ones we're really excited to show is uh heroes of the of the realm not the whelm heroes of the the whelm uh yeah heroes of the realm it's got uh it's uh written by matthew price and uh directed by emmy award uh winning local oklahoma and kyle roberts Mm -hmm. so we are like I said, I mean, over 125 panelists, guests, all types of creatives coming in. Um, but the filmmaking pieces is really important to us because that's the, you know, with when we're bringing the voice actors in, um, you you get to hear them, but you also get to kind of see them in the animes that they, they've yeah. done. And uh, we're really uh, thankful to Funimation Studios for letting us uh, screen some anime titles over the weekend. Yeah, it's just amazing that all the things that are going to be going on as far as there's there's no way to be bored. But then you've also got vendors, I'm guessing. How many vendors have you guys got yet so far? Oh, don't make me count off the top of my head. <laughs> what I can tell you is that the uh, the Reed Center is a two is a is has two floors with an escalator in the middle and the bottom mm-hmm. floor is dedicated to um, exhibition space. We've got an artist alley and also a full exhibitors hall booth. I mean, swords, comics, yes. you know, just all kinds of uh, geek and sundry items. Geek and sundry <laughs> items, exactly. And that's and it's just a, so it's a great way to, to get your stuff that you have, haven't been able to pick up so far this year. And, and there's other events going on, but this is something special. Well, and it's also um, you know in our artist alley, it's a great way to support independent creators uh, that are regionally based. Right. So uh, if do we you, know who, who who we're talking about? Some some people that would. Um, we've got several of our authors that are going to be down there. Um, several um, artists. You know, crafts. Like I said, you don't don't make me uh, yeah, quote so it off the top of my head. And if I website. gave you if I gave it all to you, you wouldn't necessarily come to the show. So what is what is the website? Um, our website is www.soonercon.com. That's right, and that and that's going to have a listing of all the events that's going to be going on. Yep, and our um, our list of exhibitors is up there right now. You can actually go out to our guest page and see every single one of our guests' bios, as well as their individual schedule right now. And like I said, we'll have the full schedule out next week. Um, and our gaming schedule's up there. Uh, times, like, get, you know, bear with us, guys. Things sometimes change at convention. Sure. <laughs> um, but it's it's really, it's three days of full frontal nerdity. That's what we like to say. That's full frontal nerdity. Now, okay, so if, if I'm a first-time person, I've never gone before, what would you tell me about this event? I would first tell you to go to our Conventioning 101 panel, either <laughs> on Friday or on Saturday. Uh, no, seriously, though, what I would tell you is that um, at SoonerCon, uh, you you are what you geek. You are welcome here. And whatever your fandom is, whether it's the, um, you know, whether it's Firefly, whether it's Renaissance costuming, whether it's, um, you know, if you're a total anime buff, 
um, all the way up to don't bother me, I'm in the game room. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got a little something for everybody, um, all walks of fandom. It's, it, it's one of the things I loved about SoonerCon was it incorporates just the friendliness of Oklahomans uh, with the variety of geeks out there. We, we, don't, we, don't, we try not to judge anybody else's geekdom. Right, and we want it to be a fellowship experience. I mean, that's what a convention is, right? You're going, and, and that's why we like to say we're kind of more of an old school style con because it is a three-day immersion experience. We want you to meet new people. We want you to discuss your interests with like-minded individuals and maybe hear the other guy's perspective too. And I mean, that's why we do panel programming about geek-centric topics right. or, you know, SF more, you know, more specifically speculative fiction. Um, and, you know, and then we want to have a little, we want it to be a learning experience as well. Um, as much as there's that learning opportunity in the fellowship, there's also the technical aspect of bringing in, you know, scientists to do a panel like Quake NATO, the Earth Science <laughs> right. of Oklahoma. We've got a meteorologist and planetologist coming in to kind of break that one down for us. But that gives you a chance to celebrate. You know what? That's an oaky thing. We do have Quake yes, NATO. We do have Quake NATO. I've seen them. I felt them. <laughs> that, that's that's totally a deal. So, I mean, like I said, um, it's, it's a safe space. It's an open space. Um, it, and we want it to also be a creative space for mm -hmm. people. We've got artist writer we've got different types of meetups actually all throughout the weekend uh, coffee clutches in the morning artist writer meetups we've got a nerdy moms group that's going to do a meetup on saturday morning we also offer we're having a furry meetup uh for the you know the furry community mm -hmm. if you guys want to jump in um saturday or excuse me friday night at seven. Oh, that's neat yeah well and it's a good dovetail into our um, art show reception that mm -hmm. evening and then our our dance as well so lots lots of stuff to do Family friendly, all ages welcome. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Okay, you so looked like you were going to ask a question. No, I was just. I, that's the, the the one thing is, is it's so important that you be able to because now the nerds of the eighties and nineties we've grown up and had children, and you want to feel comfortable bringing them to an event as well. Yes, younglings are welcome. In fact, um, kids 12 and under get in free with paid adult membership. So, How much is the cost? Um, right now, we're doing our advanced membership sales um, through our website. It's $45 for the weekend membership or, 25, or excuse me, $20 for our daily membership. And that, like I said, that's our advanced mm -hmm. sales. At the door, $50 for the weekend and $25 for the single-day membership. And so it's such a great deal. I mean, so basically it's a great deal just to get the weekend. That way you've got more than two days already there and you, you can go at any time. Right, right. And, you know, um, we, uh, like I said, we, we're doing events um, from sunup to sundown. Our registration hours um, to actually buy one of those memberships on site is 10 to 7, Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday we run 10 to 3. But the actual convention, we do activities from 10 a.m. when we open all the way through midnight, Friday, Saturday. So there's all three days. No, because oh, we're we Sunday? are going to go home on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> we got to go register. Yeah, our our closing ceremonies event is at four o'clock on okay. Sunday. So the convention ends at five. So ten to four, ten to five on on Sunday. Uh, yes. Good deal. Okay. Uh, uh, anything else you can think of that that you want to mention on this? Um, we got the hours. We got the the cost we got all the things that are going on well and we we know that that's the uh, last weekend of june friday mm -hmm. the 24th through sunday the 26th uh let's see what else um 
more than anything, costumes are super, super welcome. Oh, yeah. You you know, you we, we want it's it's a it's a place to play. There's this really cool like kind of back patio area that has a nice pond for taking pictures in your mm-hmm. cosplay and stuff like that. We'll have event photographers and videography running through the weekend. Um, but that that costume contest on Saturday, if you go to our website and check out our costume contest section, there's a number of categories um, to enter, not just necessarily, you know, the main, you know, silver category or the grand prize category. But, you know, we want you to be creative and come out and have fun in the space. So yeah, I'm not much of a cosplayer, but I'm a fun cosplayer watcher. Um, <laughs> I love going to the cosplay contest because it is just so amazing to see the creativity of these people that I, I can't even hold a candle to. I, it's just amazing what they can do. I'll never forget the year the the, the guy dr- comes dragging in this huge burlap sack, and I'm like, he's really going to go up the escalator with that, and <laughs> then the escalator's going to die on Saturday, and then that's it. And during the uh, contest, he uh, he hauls it on stage. And, I mean, his cosplay was just kind of like, I mean, he looked kind of like, rugged and like caveman-ish kind of like um i'm like i don't know if that's gonna work man just big sack doesn't necessarily mean anything dude pulls out a huge fabricated dragon head it was insanity (laughs) yeah it was insanity so i mean people people really um bring their creative A-game to our costume contest. We're pretty proud of that. What time is that? Uh, the costume contest uh, will be at 8 o'clock on Saturday. However, if you want to participate in it, you'll definitely need to go to the Saturday afternoon uh, sign-up and rules session. Right. Uh, but for uh, the uh, ex- the people that wanting to come watch, it's at 8 o'clock. Our art and charity auction event starts at 6, so you can still do both. Yeah, and it's so much, like I said, it's so much fun just to see what how creative people can be. Uh, every time I've gone to any kind of cosplay contest, and I think a lot of people, especially the out-of-towners, the people from out-of-state, are just amazed at what Oklahomans do in their creativity and in cosplay so it's just a wonderful thing to watch yeah i mean sooner con it's i mean sooner's in the title it's Mm -hmm. it's a made in oklahoma experience um and that's that's what we're going for we we want uh we like to say and i I think that we are oklahoma's greatest pop culture experience because that you not only do you get the creative side you get the learning side but you also get to make some friends and see super cool awesome things be around people who have your likes and and your enjoyment yeah Fantastic. So, so people can find you at SoonerCon.com. Yes, Is sir. there any way people can find you on Twitter, Facebook, that kind of thing? We are in both spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, our uh, Facebook is uh, Sooner, SoonerCon Sci-Fi Expo, um, but you can also type in SoonerCon25. It'll route you to our yeah. event page, and then you'll be, uh, you'll be good to go from there. Just Google it. And yeah. then Twitter. Uh, Twitter should be SoonerCon. Just at SoonerCon. Yep, at Fantastic. SoonerCon. All right, and uh, that's, I think that's going to do it for our show. You can also find us at Okie Geek Podcast. You can, uh, that's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to this podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Aslan Burroughs, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Geek on.